it's hard to go out to eat with Brandon because he orders like uh, so much food. Like, <laughs> it might take up half the table. You got Sizz and Steve Smith trying to come through there. You roadblocked them once or twice, man. You're going to have a war on your hands. <laughs> I couldn't have wrote this script in my dreams, man. Welcome into the lounge. I am Ryan Mink. And I'm Garrett Downing. And uh, we want to wish everyone out there a very happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to us. Maybe you've got a little downtime, no work. You know, maybe you're getting the uh, getting some prep done for the Thanksgiving meal or watching a little bit of football and you just want to... Maybe you want to listen to Downing's voice and just fall asleep into your Thanksgiving nap. That's a great way. If anyone <laughs> needs to take a little nap here during the middle of Thanksgiving, the lounge is the perfect place to come. <laughs> We're really insulting ourselves, <laughs> just putting people to sleep. Uh, but today we have a sp very special guest. This guy's not going to put us to sleep. He's definitely not going to put us to sleep. We are happy to be joined by Ravens rookie, undrafted free agent, defensive tackle, Michael Pierce. So we had Joe Flacco on the podcast last week. Now we have undrafted rookie defensive lineman, Michael Pierce. So in terms of star power, we're going up. Yeah, we're on the ascent, man. We're on the ascent and star power here. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, so Michael, uh, let me get this. Let, let's get straight to the point here. You're 339 pounds. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is today. Okay, mm -hmm. this is coming out of Thanksgiving. Okay. So we want to get into a little turkey talk. Let's okay. say okay. we All come right. with the hard hitting questions yeah, around here. We start out with that. that yet. Right. What are your Thanksgiving plans? All right, Thanksgiving, I actually have a cousin and an aunt who live out in Owens Mills, actually. So I'm going to go over there and try to steal as much food as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to make something to bring? Is it like potluck kind of style? Uh, no, I hope not. Uh, my mom's sending me a, a sweet potato pie in the Ooh. mail. So I'm going I'm to slide that with me. And nah, nice. That should be a, That should suffice. If you're cooking something on Thanksgiving, what are you making? Uh, I love gumbo. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I haven't really made it per se by myself, mm -hmm. but I watched my mom enough to, you know what I'm saying, hook a little bit of it. Does that wait, get served at Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, my mom's from New Orleans. So so gumbo is every day of the yeah. year. Yeah, Christmas, you know, New Year's, <laughs> gumbo, they, they make it, they throw it down. So yeah, that, that's kind of maybe like a more southern kind of French type thing from New Orleans. But yeah, they are. Gumbo, um, you, of course, you get the turkey and the dressing and all that good stuff, but yeah, I'm a big gumbo fan. So uh, we, on our last episode of this podcast, Garrett and I held a Thanksgiving draft, right, in which mm -hmm. we had different dishes, Thanksgiving dishes, and we took turns and, and had a draft. Yeah, okay. so we had 10 to pick from. You know, mm -hmm. we, we predetermined what those 10 were, and then we each went back and forth and decided. So mm -hmm. go ahead, give them... Well, give him the two lineups. Don't say whose is whose. Yep. And we'll let him decide whose is better. Yeah. All right. So one of them has turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, salad, and pumpkin pie. Mm -hmm. That's one. The other one has sweet potato casserole, mm. dinner rolls, cranberry sauce, green beans, and beer slash wine. So one oh. is a dry... So which one are you taking, A or B? <laughs> I gotta take A, man. Yeah. <laughs> Here, so here's the funny thing. We've been battling this. We've been having this discussion with so many people. That was mine. Okay, mm -hmm. I had A. We've been having this discussion with just about everybody around the building since we did this draft. Mm -hmm. And there's nobody that's even considered taking his. Really? Would you? It's terrible. 
Yeah, there's, there's the substances. You're lacking a little substance. <laughs> you have to have a glass of wine and yeah. a few beers on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you got you got what? Dude? You got a 339 pound guy here. <laughs> you got a, a plethora of 240 pound guys around here. So uh, I can't substitute the turkey and dressing. Right. Yeah. I could I could see the wine, but. Oh man, you right. leaving you leaving me hungry, man. Right. <laughs> Cranberry sauce is not substituting for stuffing. Here's I'm the sorry. thing. Here's no, the no. thing. I put a lot of thought into this since the draft, okay. right? And I think you blew it. Just I would say I'm, you blew the, it. I'm the Aussie Newsome of Thanksgiving drafts. Okay, it's best player available. Okay, mm-hmm. you're not drafting for need. You're drafting for need, right? Which is to have a nice balanced meal. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you stack up each thing side by side, mine is the best player available. It's like. Why would you sign Michael Pierce as an undrafted rookie if you already have Brandon Williams? Well, it's because best player available. No. That's why you take him. Check this out. You got to think about it like this. You got <laughs> Thanksgiving. Go, you think of like warm, you know what I'm saying, yeah. homey comfort yes. foods. Yeah. That you may be lacking on a little bit. <laughs> That's why I'm That's rolling putting it Warm yeah, dinner yeah, rolls, sure. warm sweet potato casserole. The sweet potato casserole is a vegetable and a dessert. Yeah, but you miss the, the, the stuffing, you know. The stuffing, you know, yeah. you, you sit back, you watch football, you want to feel full. That's you want to, you know, relax with your family. Take a quick nap in between half. So yep. that's why I'm rolling with my man. Yep. <laughs> see, see, this is a big boy. He knows it's, his it's Thanksgiving true. All right. He's got it covered. Thank he you for that. He makes a good point. Makes a good point. So who, who do you think eats more on Thanksgiving, you or Brandon Williams? Mm. That's debatable. <laughs> uh, I've seen Brandon put down some food, and I heard a lot of stories. So I may have to go with him. Oh, okay. You got to tell us these I stories. May, I may. Well, uh, actually, last week, I think I was talking to LG and Cap, and they were telling me how it's hard to go out to eat with Brandon because he orders, like, uh, so much food. Like, <laughs> it might take up half the table. <laughs> you understand know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh, yeah, of course, we're both big guys. Uh, I've only, I went out, we went out to eat uh, Jacksonville week, but we went to, like, a Brazilian steakhouse. So, That's a good choice. Uh, yeah. We both ate uh, quite a bit, but we didn't do it too much, you know, the day before the game. Right, but right. I, I'll probably say about what and what maybe a little more on his side. Maybe, uh, depending on what it is. Well, that's why he's listed as one pound heavier than you. Yeah. He's a 340, you're a 339. <laughs> that might tip the scales right there. Yeah. Extra piece of pie. So when we had Brandon on the podcast, we were talking to him about weight room, mm-hmm. you know, accomplishments. Yeah, and he said, he, he claims he's the strongest guy in the locker. Said mm-hmm. you're pushing him, that you're close. Mm-hmm. Are you still giving him the nod? Because then we saw the video of you squatting 700 pounds well, see, or something. This is the thing. I can't knock him until I see him in person. You know, in season, you know, we do right. enough to keep your body, you know, strong and everything. But I actually want to work out with him this off season, and we're going to test him out. Nice. <laughs> we need to get cameras in there for that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, so we saw the video of you doing the 700, mm-hmm. what, 725? Mm-hmm. All right, so here's my question. What does your body feel like? How sore are you and for how long after squatting 725? I played three kickball games like a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. I think I'm just now recovering from the soreness that I felt from doing that. <laughs> Man, I, I can't even equate that to anything, really. Uh, I, we did that, and actually we had to run right after that. <laughs> I only made – we ran 110s, actually. We were supposed to do 10. I made two, and my back, like, gave out. Uh-huh. I believe it. Like, they had to pull me out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my, I, my legs were hurting for, like, a week. Okay. Uh, that's definitely something you don't want to do before running, obviously. <laughs> but, hey, you know, it's a strength and conditioning coach in college. He's awesome. But, 
yeah, I don't think they planned on me going that heavy. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, you know, surprised them a little bit with that. But, how, uh, how did that happen? Is that one of those situations where, like, all, all your boys are like, come on, man, yeah, just put another 50 on there. Yeah. Come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah, they normally, we had max day, of course, but they normally cut me off around, like, 650. Uh-huh. I did 650, like, twice pretty easily. And it's like, we know we're going to go for it. Uh, so... I wanted to try 700. Uh, I've been a big weightlifting fan. I heard Brandon mention he wanted to try World's Strongest Man. I actually had the tattoo on me. So Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The logo's tattooed on me. So that's something I've always been interested in. And it's everything lined up that day for me to do what I did. And uh, yeah, so it was a pretty awesome day. So yeah. quick Google check on my part. It says mm-hmm. the world record for a squat is 1,102 pounds. Mm-hmm. So you got a little room to grow. <laughs> <laughs> like 300 plus pounds, yeah. That's no nasty. Doubt. So 725, that's like two Garrett's mm-hmm. lifting two, two Garrett's, Garrett's and four of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A quick math. I don't think that's two of me. Oh, so he, he, he basing your weight off that uh, meal you picked, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, Mike, we do, we do story time around here, mm-hmm. right? And uh, one story we wanted you to tell is from the Rookie Talent Show, which oh, kind of got a little publicity this year because yeah. of Steve Smith's costumes that he had shipped in. <laughs> Very well, interesting. Yeah, what did you have to do for the show? Uh, we all had to get up and sing. Uh, what, what costume did I have? Let's see, let's see. I think I was a monk, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, I was a monk. I had the little... <laughs> a big little, monk. Yeah, yeah. A very, very large monk. Oversized <laughs> monk. I don't think they make those oversized back wherever that's at. But uh, yeah, I was a monk I, uh, saying, Usher, you remind me. Ooh. I'm not a very good singer, but I, I got enough uh, enough into the song where everybody sang along, clapped along, and we got it done. So. Yeah, that's the key, right? You got to kind of get some audience participation oh, yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. You got to get them involved. Oh, if they're not involved, they're going to boo you. You're going to start over the next day, probably pick another song. So I only had one song memorized. That was a song I figured everybody might know they could sing along to. So, yeah, we made it work. Made can, it you, work. can you tell us on the, on the topic of the rookies? Mm-hmm. There's a a wing of the locker room now mm-hmm. that has been dubbed MLK Boulevard. <laughs> and this is kind of, for people listening who you know, have never been in the locker room, it's kind of yeah. tucked around the corner. Yeah. And, uh, and now reporters, we, you know, we're kind of warned that we can't come down there <laughs> to do interviews. They're running security. Down. I think Judon's running security. Yeah, he, he's the head of security. Head of security MLK. down there. Yes, Tell us about MLK Boulevard. How'd this start? Tell us about this. Uh, well, see, mo- all of our rookies, except maybe a few, are on that block. And right. they kind of made a joke. We got tucked them off. This is the hood, you know. <laughs> These are the less visible guys. You know, <laughs> tuck y'all off in the back somewhere. So, uh, yeah, we kind of just took it and kind of ran with it, honestly. Uh, you know, we, we want to take pride in everything we do. So we kind of shut down the rookie section for the older guys. It didn't go very well. You know, you got Sizz and Steve Smith trying to come through there. You roadblocked them once or twice, man. You're going to have a war on your hands. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we tried that uh, unsuccessfully, may I add. We, we had some misplaced book bags and keys and phones and stuff. So uh, we kind of slowing it down. But it was just like a little thing to mess with the older guys. They enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. So. I didn't realize. I thought this was just for reporters. So you were messing with the uh, vets. Yeah, well, see. It's a lot easier to mess with the porters than it is the right. vets. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Hey, we all, we're a group. So, right. But you um, weren't quite on board with that point. I wasn't the first <laughs> to say that. So when one got involved, we all got involved. We had fun. We thought we got away with it, of course. And at the end of the day, Steven says had the last laugh. And that was about it. Did, did your car keys go missing or did you? I was smart enough to hide my book bag 
once I kind of got word that they were going to retaliate, uh, <laughs> you know, I think I think like a couple of my shirts were missing, like nothing too serious. But yeah, we had we had somebody's car moved. <laughs> I can't say who or where it was, but we had some stuff missing. So uh, that's something we tried. I don't think we'll try that again anytime soon. But yeah, it was something fun, just something fun to mess with the guys about. That's a note to self: don't try yeah. to get into a prank war with Steve oh, Smith gosh. or Terrell Suggs. That's a battle that you're not going to win. Yeah, never again. <laughs> so. So we do want to talk a little bit of football here with you and uh, want to go back to kind of your start, mm -hmm. you know, your football start. And you started at Tulane, mm -hmm. Tulane first, and then Samford, uh, which for people listening at home, Samford's a private university mm -hmm. in Birmingham, Alabama, yes, and it's got like 3,000 kids there. It's a real <laughs> small. So how did you end up, I guess, A, why did you transfer from Tulane there? Uh, well, I went to Tulane. Uh, my dad played running back at Tulane. Running back. Okay. Yeah, so it was always a big dream of his and mine as well to go to Tulane and play there. Uh, we didn't have a great two seasons my first two years. I think we won four games in two years. Right. Uh, had a coaching change in the middle of my freshman year. Uh, a guy I was really fond of by the name of Bob Toledo. Uh, that really, really impacted me. Uh, then I kind of felt like I, I might be better, you know, elsewhere. Uh, they had some. They had a great year after I left. I actually went to a bowl game, but um, I chose to go to Sanford, uh, close to home. Had great friends there, Jaquaski Tart, and a couple guys who are in the NFL. So, mm. uh, yeah, one of my best friends was there. Uh, it was a nice place to get my, you know, get my live my life together, get my academics, get my faith together. So that's a t that's a chance I took, and it worked out for me. Yeah. When you're at Sanford, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like you're at a school where there's just this natural pipeline of guys going into the NFL every single season. You know, you mentioned there are some guys that mm -hmm. are in the league, but it's not, you're not at uh, in Alabama oh, or in Ohio so. State where they're putting guys, three yes, or four sir. guys in the league every single year. At what point did it become kind of clear to you that, all right, maybe I'm at a small school, but mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have a legitimate shot to make it to the league? Well, the year I actually transferred, they have a guy by the name of Nick Williams. Uh, he went to the Combine. Got drafted in the seventh round by Pittsburgh. He's actually with Miami. He played him next week. Uh, big defensive tackle. So I saw him. Uh, my best friend, Jaquaski Tart, he had like three All-American years okay. at Sanford. Uh, played with him my redshirt sophomore year and junior season. He went in the second round. Mm. So uh, once I saw Nick, got met with him, I worked out with those guys religiously. Uh, wanted to learn everything I could from those guys. Saw him get drafted. Then I watched Kwaski get drafted. I knew it was possible, but it was up to me to put the work in, just like those guys did. So, um, watch one of my great friends, Jeremy Towns. He went undrafted, actually, went to Buffalo, made in a year for like a year and a half. So, uh, every time those guys were back uh, in town, I wanted to work with them, called them, you know what I'm saying? They kept my spirits up. Uh, it's definitely tough envisioning yourself coming from those smaller schools just because you have a limited amount of looks and you just never know. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to put myself in the best position, whether it was me getting drafted or being a free agent, I just wanted to be ready. Mm -hmm. I saw you mentioned your education. Mm -hmm. I saw you got your degree in public administration. Yes, sir. Which to me, I read that and I think, all right, he's setting himself up for a boring nine-to-five desk job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. So you did better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did all right, man. Uh, I, I, liked, I liked public administration, honestly. It's a mix between uh, business and uh, we have, like, politics. So oh, I, learned, right. I learned a good bit uh, <laughs> over my course of my three years at Sanford. Uh, I enjoyed all the classes. Uh, I want to do grad school at some point. And yeah, do grad school. Going to do grad school and finish in public administration, and uh, hopefully, I want to come become like an athletic director okay. of the university. So, 
That's nice. where my eyes are after I'm done with football. Nice, nice, it's very cool. Well, you and got a nice start. You got a nice first gig before you go on and become an <laughs> athletic trainer. Hey, man. It's working out, man. <laughs> I'm enjoying this gig as long <laughs> as I can. You can believe that. So, so what's it like for you during the draft? You know, you talk about like you could envision yourself mm-hmm. and you saw some of your teammates get drafted. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you were definitely going to get drafted or, or what was it like for you? Uh, I didn't know, to be honest. I actually took a pre-draft visit up here and I met with all the coaches, Coach Pease, Coach Ozzie, and Coach Harbaugh and everybody. I also went to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So um, I know one of my best friends that's on, that was on my team now, he went the second round this past year, James Bradbury. Okay. He went to the Combine, the Senior Bowl, and all that different stuff. So I knew we weren't on the exact same level, and, you know, me being six foot, you know, that's kind of a measurable issue. So mm. uh, with that being said, I knew it was going to be iffy. Uh, you know, some people had me projecting the late rounds, but you never know. We had like a terribly deep uh, defensive tackle draft right. class this year. So uh, I just prayed on it, uh, just crossed my fingers, watched it. Uh, dealt with what it was and uh, when I got my chance to come here I was just as happy as I got drafted all I wanted was opportunity man was that yeah was that draft day a sad day because sometimes you hear guys talk about it it's like you know uh, draft day is a great experience and then you have other guys say draft day is a pretty miserable experience oh my goodness that was probably that felt like the worst day of my life to be honest uh when coach Harbaugh gave me the call after I was happy but he could tell like I was kind of upset but uh like I told him on the phone you know Everything happens for a reason, and I'm blessed to have the opportunity. And when I get here, my foot hits the ground. I'm here to work. We're going to get it done. So, so Coach Harbaugh is actually the one that calls you. Mm-hmm. And yes, sir. W- w- did you have your phone? Because sometimes there's these undrafted guys that have mm-hmm. a number of teams that are calling them. Did mm-hmm. you have some other teams that were calling? Or Yeah, I had a lot of teams calling me. Uh, my phone did not stop ringing from even in the seventh round. People were calling me saying, you know, we might, we're, not, we're out of draft picks, but we want to bring you in. And uh I, I fortunately had a visit here, saw the scheme, met with Coach Pease, Coach Cullen, Drew, and all those guys, and got pretty comfortable in what they were telling, what they were going to be asking me to do. Uh, you know, this is probably one of the best places they develop free agents like nobody, nowhere else. So uh, they laid that out for me from the get-go. Even if they didn't have a plan to draft me, they told me exactly, you know, this is what we've done. You know, you had those kind of guys. Uh, they, their names escaped my mind. We got like Ellerby, Ellerby, yeah, Ellerby yeah, yeah, yeah. Bart, Bart Scott. Bart Scott and all those guys. You know, Zach Orr's great. Amazing. I, I was shocked he didn't get drafted. I had no idea until I got in here. But, uh, yeah, man, they developed guys like no other. So I knew if, if I had a fair chance, they gave me a fair chance, I, I had my shot. So I'm blessed to be here, mm-hmm. no doubt. Was that call from Harbaugh, actually? Because I can't imagine every head coach is calling you when you're, you know, your phone's ringing. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily every head coach. Was, it, was that call kind of a recruiting pitch, and did that kind of say to you, all right, the head coach is calling me. I might as well give it some serious thought if he's putting the time in to call me. Yeah, I was actually shocked. He called me uh, that same day earlier and said, you know, we might not, you know, we have, we don't have any picks in the seven. We're going to end at the six, but we definitely want you to be a Raven, and we'll see how everything goes. Uh, they stayed in contact with me throughout the draft, and, uh, yeah, for him to call me, I knew they were really serious about me, and I was going to get a fair shot, and that's all I really asked for. What kind of happens? I mean, you know that Brandon Williams is mm-hmm. here. They had drafted Carl Davis in mm-hmm. the third round before. Does that mm-hmm. play into your thinking at all? Or are you just like, whatever, man, I'm just going to win a job? Uh, to be honest, it's the NFL, man. Everybody, every team has great talent. Uh, maybe not as much as we have. We're very, <laughs> very deep. But, uh, yeah, man, the, all I asked him was, would I have a fair chance? Would I have a fair shot of getting any reps in camp? He assured me that I would. And, right. uh, 
you know, you can't run from competition, man. Um, I knew being here would only make me better regardless of if I didn't make the team, I might hang on somewhere else, depending on, you know, how everything went in the preseason. But, yeah, man, I saw those guys on the on the list, of course. But uh, you can't run from competition in the NFL, man. You're going to be behind the eight ball when you're undrafted anyway. Yeah. So you might as well, you know, learn from the best while you can. So, so you, you bring up the preseason game, and that, yeah. that fourth game was a pretty monster game for you. Yes, sir. Specifically the sack, strip, mm-hmm. touchdown. Did you think – before that game, did you think you were on the right side of the bubble? Uh, I, I felt that I had done pretty well. Uh, you know, you stay in contact. You, you means with every day with Coach Cole and those guys. You get your grades back. You see you're doing well. But it, when you when you're in that in that preseason mode, you never know for sure. Right. So uh, I just wanted to go in and put everything I had on the table. That's the last shot, man. So uh, you don't have anything to lose at that point. You got to go and let, leave everything on the field, and that's exactly what I did. And, and you had a bunch of family in the stands, oh, yeah, too, no being that that game was in New Orleans. Yeah, and man. We, after you get that touchdown, you're running off. I remember your celebration. You, that was a great celebration. I mean, so <laughs> many guys are so happy for you. You're just, like, running off the field with the ball. <laughs> I mean, are you thinking at that point, like, you know what? I think I just made the team, like, for sure. To be honest, I was so tired. <laughs> I ran. I had the ball in my hand. I was like, I have to keep this ball. That's the first thing I did, you know. I pointed to the sky, thank God. And, man, I ran over there. I actually had got some oxygen. <laughs> I had to run out again because we about to play defense. So I was on the, uh, on the, on right back up on the field. So, uh yeah, man, I was elated. I didn't even have time to worry about it. I think I just made the team, man. I was just so happy. That that play was a once-in-a-lifetime play for me. You don't really see too many nose guards have plays like that. So, uh, yeah, man, I was happy. I was just so happy I couldn't control myself. <laughs> so we asked you about the draft day experience. The other mm-hmm. kind of big day for an undrafted guy, or really a guy that's kind of on that roster bubble, is mm-hmm. the cut-down day. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about what that day was like. Are you Do you know at any point, or are you just waiting to get a call one way or the other? Uh, well, um, we had practice that day. In regardless of if you made a team or not, we were out at practice. And uh, I was nervous beyond belief uh, barely remember my assignments to be honest. So you, you go out to practice and you don't know. Yeah, you have no idea. You have no idea. Uh, you just go out there. It's, it's not a very, very strenuous practice. You're just refreshing everything, correcting things from the past game. And uh, yeah, I was so nervous, man. I was, I was like, Lord, if I walk through this building and they cut me, I got to deal with it. And if not, I'll be great and we'll be ready to roll. But yeah, you have practice, you don't know. Uh, you sit through the film and all that. Coach Cullen actually pulled us all aside, everybody who made a team, you know, Willie and those guys too. So uh, up until that point, I, I had no idea. But once I found out, man, I, I didn't sleep at the night before at all. Really? So, yeah, once I found out, I didn't have to wait till 5 o'clock, thank God. I, uh, as soon as I got to the hotel, man, I put my feet up and I slept until about <laughs> 9 p.m. Woke up, got something to eat, put my head back in the film and tried to get ready for Buffalo. So, Who was yeah. your first call? I called my dad. Uh, that was that was my uh, my my rock during this whole process, man. Talked to him through the ups and downs. You know, when you first get here, you got the drafted guys in front of you. You don't get too many reps, so yeah. he definitely helped me keep my mind up. Along with the vets, you know, they they keep it up too. But yeah, my dad was my dad was everything for me going through this process. How emotional was that phone call? Man, it was it was very emotional. I did not cry, you but did, I did found he? myself on the edge. He did not either. <laughs> okay. My dad's a really strong person. So I don't think even if he did cry, I don't think he would do it on the phone with me, per se. <laughs> so uh yeah, man, that was that was that was an amazing day. Uh it's, it, the season has flown by. It seems like it was yesterday to be honest, but uh 
Yeah, man, that was an emotional phone call. We were all happy. My mom was jumping and screaming and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, I got that off my chest, got some sleep, and got ready for Buffalo. So, so you talked about your dad being a running back. Mm-hmm. You got a little running back in you as well. <laughs> That's true. You scored a couple touchdowns yes, at Sanford. Sir. I did a little bit. And now you're on the field. You've been how many times have you gotten in? I got in once. Just on, once? Uh, I thought line. it was multiple. Yeah, yeah. No, no, goal no. Line. They right. put me on goal line. I'm on kickoff return uh, in the wedge. But yeah, man, that that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's something I never thought. You know, you never had those those thoughts. You know, they they put me in at fullback and I get to block in the NFL. Uh, you know, me making a team was awesome. Me playing in the first game, you know, and then I had I started last week, man. This stuff is going so fast, but you never just think, you know, these people would trust me to play fullback on the goal line. You know, we got Kyle check. <laughs> You're like, are these people crazy? <laughs> yeah. I, listen, no, when they said that, I was like, really? He was like, you think you could block somebody? I was like, yeah, I'd definitely be able to block somebody. Don't hear anything for a couple of days. Coach Harbaugh comes to me. He's like, all right, we're going to put this in. Go over here. You know, they tell me a little bit, and I was like, whoa, that's this is really going to happen. <laughs> so I run through the plays a couple of times. I work with Juan after practice and all that stuff. And we sure enough, we ran the play, man. And that that was crazy. Uh, awesome experience. I couldn't, man. I was, it was just awesome, man. The next step, you got to start campaigning for the ball. Right. Now you've got the, the blocking inside thing handoff. Done. Yeah. You got to start saying, hey, guys, you know, I can carry the ball here a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, can, we can work on that a little bit later. <laughs> I got a couple of stuff I need to clean up on defense. Before I get so. Do you have a, a big band celebration? Like, what'd you do after your two touchdowns in college? I don't even remember. Uh, I, I feel just, like every big man like has this. Yeah, that's out something you dance. dream about, right? I did not. Well, see, college you can't really celebrate that's like you can in the NFL, and uh, especially not on my team. My coach was pretty old school with that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I just I think I just gave everybody a hug on the line, and I kind of kept the ball and you know ran off but yeah they don't do all that showboating and stuff in college they'll, they'll flag you quick see you, you kind of mentioned it I mean but just the your rise has been incredible mm. I mean just coming undrafted all that stuff but I mean you're getting a lot of runtime out there ahead of drafted guys that are yeah. on this team right now yeah. making plays you have two sacks this year I mean how unreal is it in your mind when you kind of look back at where you were a year ago and mm. whatnot to where you are now Man, it's, it's very surreal, man. I um, I talked to my boys from back at school. I talked to even the guys here, me and Willie. You know, Willie, he's uh, he got hurt. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just it came a long way. Uh, I couldn't have – like I, I put it on Instagram, actually. I couldn't have wrote this script in my dreams, man. Uh, to, from being out there, not getting drafted, uh, seeing everybody get drafted, that, that hurt ex- extremely bad. But I knew if I got my chance, I'd be able to play. And uh, I got that chance, and I didn't look back, just like everybody told me not to do. And uh, I just followed Timmy and Brandon's lead the whole way. They, they've been great for me, man. And I, all I can say is, man, I'm blessed, man. That's all I can say, to be honest. How have you been able to do it, though? I mean, Yeah, that's the question, right? Yeah. Like, uh, what is it about you you feel like that has made you have so much fast success? I, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I've been blessed with a unique skill set. You know, I'm a shorter guy. I'm really strong, but I can also move pretty well. Right. for my size uh so that's that's been going for me and uh really i just i just want to be great uh you know you'd be a fool to to sit behind brandon and timmy and not soak up everything that they have you know you got two guys who should be in the pro bowl i'm sure they will be but uh 
you got great guys in front of you. You got Sizz in the locker room. You come to an organization who's famous. They had like Kelly Gregg, like great nose guards like mm -hmm. that. They had Arthur Jones, of course, Elodi Nada, maybe a Hall of Famer one day. Right. And you, you see all those names on the wall. I grew up, I watched Ray Lewis and all his speeches and everything, man. You, you just come here and you just want to work, man. And everybody's the same way. You got Zach Orr, he's undrafted, man. This dude is doing amazing things, you know. Got a guy from home, my hometown, CJ Mosley, Pro Bowl his first year. So uh, once you get on the field, man, there's no limit on what you can do. It's what you make of it. So uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm maximizing every snap I get, and I don't take anything for granted. I just work my tail off every day and follow the line behind Brandon Timmy. It's been a great start. Yeah. Yes, sir, no doubt. Juggernaut, is that your nickname? <laughs> yeah, they call me the Juggernaut. Who came up with that one? Yikes. That might have been LG and Brandon. Okay, uh, that sounds kinda, right. Yeah, <laughs> LG <laughs> is a character. I, I forgot to mention his name. He's been a big mentor for me, too. So big time shout out to LG. But, yeah, they saw me running through guys a little bit in uh, preseason camp and uh, knocking those bags down pretty hard. He's like, man, you, you run through a wall like the juggernaut. So, hey, it's worked for me. Uh, I continue to play pretty decently. So, hey, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> well, not a bad nickname. Juggernaut, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> yes, really appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Well, as Michael goes out, just a fantastic interview. Only problem was he sided with you over the Thanksgiving debate. That's really that's the only <laughs> knock on him. Like I've said to Michael, and we've had this conversation with a lot of different people, I think that was the easiest side to come down on any debate I can imagine. It's pretty simple. And I think that you would admit at some point, you probably won't say it to me, but you know that you just totally screwed up that draft. Will you finally come clean and admit it? Never. Exactly. Everyone knows it. Again, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And if there's anybody crazy enough to side with Mink on this Thanksgiving draft, I only wish you the best this Thanksgiving. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. And once again, leave us a rating, a review on iTunes. Hit us up on email at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And we'll be back after a big dubs. Big dubs, right? Counting on that. Counting on that over the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs>